Buff Nation. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Special show, three man show, three man wow. show, a little three man weave here. Oh my goodness, my show guy history, Dre. separate chairs. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely show history. Um, you know, we've talked about doing this a while. You guys have asked for it. You wanted Dre on the show with the two of us. We we keep talking about it, and then we never actually plan it. And then Dre was just sitting here when we got here, and I was just like, "Why don't you just stay there?" <laughs> I was booking travel for our our teams. Love it. Yeah. Appreciate Great your stuff. service. And then I booked you for the show. I appreciate your guys' service. <laughs> hot, hot properties right here, these guys. Uh, making we, we me try, proud. What a time to be alive, huh? <laughs> what a time to be alive. I can't, I can't say that enough. Seeing Coach Prime and uh, Buffs and Oregon Clips on, uh, on an advertisement on ESPN just now on our TVs in the bar. It's, uh, it's that time of year. That's the craziest part is no matter what nobody can get away from it it's just like, incredible i'm not trying to get away from it so it doesn't bother me but can you imagine the haters how no. much it must suck for them that literally <laughs> you can't go anywhere without hearing about colorado football oh yeah i can't imagine i love it though it's all i can think of <laughs> that's what i'm saying i love it but yeah. i just i want to see like how I'll, were you in philly no one's talking he buffs was still there. everyone's talking buffs there that's the thing really what? everyone's talking buffs everywhere dang Especially because, you know, like when I'm on the road, you know, I'm going to wear my gear. Of course. Um, you know, uh, hardly home, but always repping. Oh, man. But <laughs> I bet DIA was basically black and gold. It is. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And then so like I go on the road and I'm wear like we're like launching Philly and I'm wearing like a different buff shirt every day. Uh -huh. Every every one of our talent in Philly wants to talk about the buffs. Every like uh, bodega owner wants to talk about the buffs. Dang. It's incredible. I love what it. a time, guys. What it's a time. crazy. Uh, it's DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Uh, we're going to talk about how CU can shock the nation again this weekend. But first, uh, an odd day at practice. Uh, oh. Not <laughs> normal day, I'd say. A lot of people there. Really? For Trevor Woods and Charles Kelly. Yeah. Did they get like the wrong memo or something? I don't know. It was like 20, 25 <laughs> people there today. It was crazy. Because it was kind of a light crowd for Coach Prime yeah. yesterday. Uh -oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, man, they we don't have to go up. into the logistics of it all, but we got late notice yesterday. So. We did. I think that's uh, by design. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> and I don't mind it. I mean, it, it is annoying for us, yeah. but if it means a couple other people can't make it, right. why not? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Um, and we know the schedule at this point. Too. Yeah. Like, I mean, we kind of knew yesterday. It wasn't. Like I know. I realized when I woke up, though, I was like, oh, no, we didn't make a plan because we didn't have a time. Mm. And I was afraid you were going to be asleep. No, <laughs> I was up. Um, honestly, not much from Trevor today. You guys can go watch it. He was kind of hounded about the Dan Landing stuff. It's personal, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he was talking about the defense because they lead the nation in turnovers. So they're tied for it, at least. I think with four other teams uh, averaging 3.3 turnovers a game. He said, we made it an emphasis in practice. Uh, we do it every day. Um, talked a lot about the yards and keeping those down because obviously they are able to create turnovers, but they give up yardage. Yep. So It also helped that Nebraska was using a greased football the whole <laughs> game. <laughs> Didn't help them. Um, yeah. How many of those turnovers have been produced by this safety group? A lot. Six, I think. Ball hawks. Oh, yeah. And just around the ball all the time. Yep. And then 
Yeah, they do give up a lot of yards. Where are they ranking as a red zone defense? Oh, I don't have that right now. I can um, look it up for you. All right. I mean... But that just got me thinking since you were talking about that. Sure. I mean, in terms of interceptions, they already have six. Trevor's got two. Cam's got two. Shiloh has one. Travis has one. And then forced fumbles, Trevor and Shiloh both have one. Wow. That's an impressive group. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the safeties are just producing like crazy. There was someone in our chat yesterday saying, like, Cam sucks. And I'm like, what are you talking the about? The safeties have been crushing it, bro. Yes. That's the take. I know. It's like he's got two interceptions. He's making plays in the backfield. And didn't start week one. Yeah. He's a sure tackler. He That's missed. That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> he missed the one uh, pass breakup on the touchdown. And to me, that was like he did everything right. Just somehow didn't get the ball. Yeah, I mean, he was in position. He was playing the ball. Yep. Um, yeah. But just on turnovers, man, this is just something I guess I've realized throughout the years. Like they correlate like. If you can produce turnovers, this isn't luck. Like, you're just good at getting the football out and turning it over. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, Shiloh putting his helmet on the ball, like, it all it all comes back to coaching mm-hmm. and, you know, bringing in guys who have a knack for the football. Remember, Jake, when we were going through all these guys' stats, like, you know, he hasn't even gotten that much play yet, right? Now, but, like, Roderick Ward is, like, a guy who right. works, like, oh, he had, like, 10 pass yeah, breakups and production. six interceptions yeah. and, like, Trevor Woods has always been a ball hawk. Shiloh's a ball hawk. Cam, like, they went after guys like this. The scouting department, um, who Coach Prime talked about on his first day, and I'll never forget being like, I don't know if I've ever heard a college coach talk about a scouting department. But he said, we're going to have the best scouts. Because what were they doing? They were basically operating in free agency. Yep. So they needed to go out and scout guys. They went out and scouted guys that they thought could turn the ball over. They were right. Like I said, you know, I think anyone who plays Nebraska is going to get a nice little boost to their turnovers, but they've been able to produce them in the other games too. Yep. Um, a lot more, that's the word I'm looking for, traditional turnovers. I mean, the yeah, Shiloh exactly. pick is exactly. a great play. He baited him and read that play the yes. entire way. He got his, his helmet coach, on the football. As he told us yesterday. Yeah. Charles Kelly said it again today too. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Well, and they're disciplined, um, well prepared. I think that's part of being yep. able to capitalize on these kind of opportunities. I mean, it's that has stood out. Like crazy is how well prepared they are three weeks into being coached by this staff. Yep. Uh, Trevor was asked about the crossers. All We talked about those a lot yesterday too, but um, he spoke about it and said we were playing a lot of zone coverage to let it all play out. We've just got to tackle. It's more the yards after the catch, and he's right. Yes, that's what I was trying to explain yesterday. They made the adjustment and then missed the tackles. Yes. And some of that was skill, like – we, like I mentioned yesterday, Torrey Horton was making some crazy moves. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of it was just not finishing the play. Right. Some of this is by design and how these offenses <coughs> set you up where they want to create these three on twos out in the perimeter. And you just got to be savvy and you got to tackle in space. And that's the name of the game, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was actually watching. Uh, what what did I say? What's it called? The big boys. Is that what, what uh, Neely's show is called? I think so. Uh, yeah. With, with Coach Reed. With Coach Reed. Uh, I was watching that today, and Coach Reed made a great point of, like, CU was willing to keep giving that up because they were stopping everything else. Yes. Um, and they were confident that eventually they're going to be able to make those tackles in space. And, like, you know, late in the game, there's one that they throw, and it ends up being, like, a loss of two. Mm-hmm. They get him out of bounds. It's like they didn't want to allow the CSU to run the ball. So they didn't. You know, CSU was not allowed to run, was not able to run the ball very successfully in that yeah. game. They were able to do one thing very, very well, and it was run those crossing patterns. But CU is almost willing to say, like, <clears throat> we'll, we'll give you that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can't take away everything. You can't take away the whole field. Uh, it almost burned them because they were able to, because they weren't able to make those ta- uh, plays in open space. But you know, a lot of times, the offense's job, the offensive coordinator's job, is to get a playmaker one on one in space with one of your defenders. You need the, those guys to just go make that play. Yep. And that's going to be a big story this week. Yeah, that's a huge part of this. Did you find the red zone numbers? 12th best in the country, tied with Notre Dame um, at a, as far as percentage, conversion percentage, and right in front of Michigan, just behind UCLA. Great company to be in. Yeah. They were at the bottom of everything last year. Well, and you well, can between fe- the 80s, they're not great. But in the red zone, and then they're coming up with big turnovers. You right. Know? And I always talk about if we can feel it, they can feel it. When teams start driving the ball down inside the 40, I start feeling like someone's about to make a play. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. know if I'm feeling that, they're out there on the field feeling yes. one of us is about to make a play. Is it going to be me? If the ball comes my way, it will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a powerful thing. I, I think the other thing that we're not talking about enough is they're limiting big plays in a major way. I mean, it's just runs after catch. It's not like they're blowing coverages no, downfield. Exactly. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they did allow a bunch of rushing yards the first two weeks. They held a CSU to only 102 last week, 2.6 average per carry. Yeah. So it's literally just like, I, I, I hate when people do this. It's like, take away the big play and then look at the average. But it's like, really, they're just allowing big plays at inopportune times. And that's what's kind of killing <clears throat> them defensively. It's true. I mean, the touchdown, like we mentioned, the touchdown that Cam had the PBU. Uh, the other one's a trick play. Mm-hmm. Trying to remember if there was any other like big um, touchdowns. It was like a 20, 30 yard pass. Yeah. It was like a post. It was like kind of like the Zay catch, remember? Okay. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. Like it was actually a great throw to yeah. Brown, right? Uh, I think or so. Number four. And I then think. you had the crosser from Trevor Hoker. Trevor dove for it. Yeah. yeah. And then the crosser from Hoker. Or well, not yeah. Hoker. I mean, not having Travis later on impacted that. As of well. course. Of course. Impacts everything. Yeah, sure does. Uh, Charles Kelly then took the podium. I asked him what uh, he learned from the film versus CSU. He said, we had some opportunities that slipped through our hands early in the game. First touchdown was a miscommunication. So uh, that was the trick play, too. Like, kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. And that's um, not a broken coverage. Everyone's no, where they need to be. Trevor could have made a play on the ball. If it, it wasn't a perfect throw. Exactly. No, that's, that's <laughs> for a wide receiver, it's a hell of a yeah. throw, I know. Uh, then he said, we've got to eliminate some of the explosive plays. Proud of our guys for getting turnovers. I mean, we just broke it all down right there. Um, he was asked about losing Travis and an up, gave us an update on Carter Stoutmeyer. He did say it's next man up. The guys are prepared for this week. There's a chance Carter could be back. And he said, for a young player, he doesn't act like he's that young. So not really sure what his situation is. Yeah. Uh, sounds like it's day-to-day to me. Yeah. Um, and then he was asked about Bo Nix. Coach Kelly coached at Alabama. Um, so he's already coached against him before, and he happens to be uh, his dad's best friend. He said his dad's one of my best friends in the world, and he's watched Bo grow up, basically. So they're very familiar with each wow. other. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. His dad... <laughs> I forget his first name. Um, play, played at Auburn. Jonas. Well, right, right, right. Uh, Patrick. And then down in oh. Phoenix, one of our contributors to the PHNX Cardinals show is Frank Sanders. Uh-huh. If you ask any uh, Auburn fan what Knicks to Sanders is, they'll tell you exactly what that mm-hmm. is. Uh, it was a, bit, a big touchdown play that Frank had to beat Alabama. I think it was Alabama. might have been another team, but. Uh, so yeah, lots of a little tie in there. Speaking of Bo Nix and the SEC, Shiloh actually played against That's Bo Nix right. when he was at South Carolina. Had a big hit on him. Yeah, 
crazy. Back in the wild Bo Nix I mean, days. Bo's yeah. on what, like the sixth year of eligibility? <laughs> He's been there That forever. was wild Bo Nix? What about when he was in Folsom last year and uh, threw a tribute? Great line behind the best. The tribute to Jokic. Just absolutely magnificent. <laughs> Actually, if you want to make it personal against Oregon this week, go watch that tape from last year. Yeah, for they real. were disrespectful. Literally, like you, you know, I'm a, the type of person who says if you don't like it, stop it. But like they actually went out there with the intent of like embarrassing this team that they were so much better than. Yeah, was there some hidden Christian Gonzalez beef last year? Uh, like, maybe they threw a that? touchdown pass like to a defensive lineman. Yeah, um, <laughs> the Bo Nix is throwing it backwards over his head. Like they were. They were trying to like and one like Harlem Globetrotters them. Yeah, just insane. Um, then Coach Kelly was asked about what makes Shiloh great. Said he's very intelligent, very competitive. What separates him is how much he studies and prepares. Some of those plays he made the other night, he anticipated those plays. And then he went into the pick six because that's exactly what Shiloh said yesterday. Mm -hmm. Just yep. he spoke about how Charles Kelly uh, showed him the play of Jordan Battle or a play of Jordan Battle at Alabama and how he basically read the same play and Shiloh mm -hmm. went out and did it. Love it. It's not a bad comp. Jordan yeah, Battle. like it? Oh, it's a pretty similar safety. Shiloh's been balling out, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's a complete safety, you know? Yeah. You can't put him in one box or the other like, oh, no, he can only play deep. Oh, no, he can only play in the box. He can do a lot of everything. People and hold Shiloh to a ridiculous too. standard Yeah. Um, because of who his dad is. And he wears 21. And he wears 21. And, and what I mean, though, is like they're criticizing him for things that you just wouldn't criticize a normal safety for. Um, like every safety is going to miss a tackle here and there, oh, you know, those things happen, but he is absolutely like a starter quality power five safety, right? Who's making big plays for Colorado. He's he caused the, two turnovers already. He's the, Leads the team in tackles defensive player of the week last week. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no doubt he can play at this level, and I think he can play at the next level, too. I mean, what you look for safeties, to me, is always, it's not so much a safety that's making a lot of plays. It's a safety that when the game's over, I'm not thinking of any plays that he's blown, you know? He's right. a super reliable last line of defense. Yeah. He's smart. <clears throat> I think he, once in a while, gets himself in trouble because he wants to lower the boom. Yep. Um, you saw it in the CSU game. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. He got shook by Torrey Horton because yep. he wanted to blow him up. And it would have been awesome if he did. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, Horton put a nasty move on him. Like, that, that, those are what I would call aggressive mistakes that I'll live with. It's not yeah. blown coverage. It's not being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's trying to make a play for your team maybe a little too hard. It's what coaches always say. If you're going to make a mistake, make it full speed. Yes. And Shiloh that always is, plays at full speed. Yes, all of his mistakes are at full speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Coach Kelly was also asked about Travis J and Jaquez. Said they've had a lot more reps this week. Need to watch the film from practice today, but seemed like they were practicing better and moving better. Hopefully we can get those guys back in there pretty quick. And then, I don't know if you guys watched well off yesterday or I can't yep. remember when it was, but Travis J looks to be moving pretty well now. He yep. was pretty ginger a few weeks ago. So do they have him at corner? I think he's going to play corner. He looks like a safety, though. I, they have so I mean, Jaquez was a corner, and they have him playing know, safety. He so. looks like a corner. <laughs> yes. They have so many safeties. You might as well spread the love and use some of these guys at corner. I mean, I'd love if Jaquez was healthy to play Jaquez at corner. Yep. Yeah. What's um, Gant's status? I was seeing that. Well, in. I mean, there's a whole kerfuffle about the injuries. We haven't gotten any, like, clarification, really. And it just it happens in college football. 
Yes. Manuel's, <laughs> that's so true. I asked about, had surgery like not yes. that long ago, so I wouldn't expect him to be back soon. I asked about Van Wells, didn't get an answer. Um, I we what could, was the no answer? Uh, I was told I didn't have an update. Okay. <laughs> by the know. person I asked. So. Okay. Um, then Jaquez, Travis, there. I mean, I don't even know who else we're missing at this point. Gant, I don't know. Javon Antonio. I don't uh, know. He's out of the yellow. Or no, he was in a yellow yesterday. I don't know about today, but that at least he's practicing. Well, well then Carter, he talked about. Carter, we got an update on him. So I'll try again tonight. But uh, and McCaskill and Travis are the big course. stories, of course, and we know that. Yes. Yep. Um, just one more thing. Coach Kelly on the state of the defense through the non-conference slate just said, giving up too many yards. These yards are attributed uh, to explosive plays. The players are playing extremely hard and never lose their composure. I've not seen our guys lose composure this year. If we can eliminate ex explosive plays and keep creating turnovers, we'll just keep getting better and better. I think they've been fine, honestly, in the non-conference. I don't know that you can expect much more. I think this is part of the game is like you're going to concede some, but as long as you're one of the units that's leading the nation in turnovers, you're more than making up for it. You mm -hmm. know, like this is this is the poker game you play. Like you're going to go all in and lose some and give up some big plays. And you're as long as you make up those margins more often than not, you're going to be just fine. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's a game of numbers, right? If you yeah, give Shador sure more possessions, it's going to win you football games. Yeah, it's going to yeah. you're going to score more points, and that's going to win you football games. Yeah. Um, the two the couple times that we've seen the CU offense struggle is because we were not able to get Shador possessions. Right. Um, it was what the second quarter against Nebraska and the second quarter against CSU, mm -hmm. both quarters like very limited uh, plays on <laughs> yeah. offense, yeah. and it's the dark side of all these turnovers. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but for the for that offense, like you just need to give you need to get the ball in two's hands. And Big you time. watch against TCU, what happens? They drive every time they have the ball. And so he's in this incredible rhythm by the end of the game where it's yep. just like everything is so easy. And Coach Prime didn't say this, but I was thinking it when uh when they gave the ball back to the offense when they won the toss in overtime. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like Coach Prime said, I just want the ball in Shador's hands. I'm also thinking, like, Shador is on fire right now. Yeah, yep. sustain momentum. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, of course you want to give him the ball. It's like uh, Steph Curry just hit three threes in a row. What are you running the next play for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to – I need to find it. But remember against Nebraska, it was like they punted on four of their – on all four of their first four drives uh -huh. and then scored on, like, seven <clears throat> of their last eight. Yep. It was like that against CSU. They scored on five of their last six drives, I think. Yep. They also kind of break secondaries. It's like, like that um, – uh, Kirby Smart speech that that's going viral right now. He's like, mm, we're gonna moment. go out there in the second half, one moment at a time. But we're gonna get six possessions. We need to score on four of them. They might be, they might score on one more of their possessions, and we're gonna win this game. Well, they scored on three of seven, and didn't allow South Carolina to score once in the second half. Oh. And like when it, it's like oh. this kind of the similar vibe from that. It's like okay, we're gonna get this many possessions, go score on all of them, and we'll win. And Shadur and that wide receiver group, they're one of those where it's like you can. You can cover them for a couple quarters. Sooner or later, they're exactly. going to get loose. Sooner yeah. or later, you're going to have to deal with them finding some big plays and putting up points. And it's all about how can you overcome that. Right. Uh, I'm trying to find this. I can't find it. All right. What were you um, trying to find? Just the game notes from Saturday that had all the stat. Oh, like the stuff. drives and whatnot. 
Uh, shout out to Fubo TV, guys. Fubo TV is the best place or the, the best streaming option for the college football and NFL season. You get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR. You actually have the Pac-12 network on there. Um, it's got Red Zone, all that great stuff, man. I love Fubo. That's all I do on Sundays, basically. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Got and Red Fox Zone isn't blocked out like uh, like it is on DirecTV. Yes. You've got Red Zone, best Red Zone, like cheapest Red Zone package. Yep. If you're watching the buffs and then you're going to need Pac-12, it's like the only way to go. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah, Fubo's honestly No, no, it's fire. insane. Yeah. I love it. Um, watch all the co- all your favorite college football and NFL action with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And then shout out to Foco, the leading manufacturer of sports merchandise oh, yeah. and entertainment products. I mean, they got bobbleheads. They've got Hawaiian t-shirts, uh, straw hats. I need got- to go look if they have that Buffs headband that Offset was wearing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, you've that. been talking about that. I wouldn't put that. it past them. Uh, I wonder, man. Buff stuff is so hot right now. They might be. For all I know, they're sold out of everything. But probably their selection was pretty dope for a second there. So get on it. Check out Foco. Uh, Foco always has our back for Colorado sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DMVR. And you'll get 10% off. My entire Instagram feed now is just targeted ads of like bootleg <laughs> bus I know. gear. I know. It's wild. <laughs> like every, like, you know, like sketchy store in the country is putting out buff gear right now. Yep. They've and got a ton let of me stuff at Foco, man. That won't stop me from buying it. Ton of stuff. What are you seeing? They got mass Christmas ornaments, onesies, they've got bathrobes. <laughs> They've got man cave ornaments. They've got. Don't you guys have like a a straw buffs hat yeah, somewhere? Right. They've uh, got Rocky's those uh, Santa hats, slippers, <laughs> uh, yep. sandals. You got it all. Yeah, you you probably want a buffs uh, Christmas stocking. They have those. I think you do. Did we get any Coach Prime Santa merch after that quote from a few weeks ago? Do you remember? It's great. <laughs> Need like a Coach Prime Christmas sweater. <laughs> I can get you guys the Santa hat if you want to. I'd wear it on the show. Uh, I'm sure in you like would. Two and a half months. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. There you go. This is pulling up Foco right now. <laughs> Speaking of Buffs gear, rocking the new. Uh, I know the new Shador SS2.com. Yeah. Love it, man. The, I love that because when you, when I first went to the website, like when right when Coach Prime and Shador came here, I you know they didn't have any black and gold stuff in there. Now it's all all black and gold. Did he take out the As the red? It should be. I don't know. Uh, I don't see red. <laughs> what? Speaking of colors, what are the jerseys we expect in Eugene? Great question. That is a good question. And I saw people going back and forth on this in the comments earlier. People brought up this, the gray. They don't have the gray anymore. Um, out. Coach Prime must have just not liked that and thrown it out. I thought um, it was a good look. But but maybe they go silver. They did Prime. have that silver jersey for Travis mm. in fall camp, Yeah. which made me think, like, oh, maybe they like silver more than they like that gray. So maybe it's like a shiny silver that they could pull out. Um, for those of you who don't know, silver and gold, the original colors of CU. Mm-hmm. Black only adopted later. Um, wow. <clears throat> I think that you're going to see... They've gone heavy white in Oregon before. But they went all white in the first yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they do it again. I don't know why. I just have a feeling they're going to go black helmets, white jerseys, black pants. I was going to say gold, white, black. 
Gold white black is the OG. Dang. Like Miracle at Michigan, they're wearing gold yeah. white black. <sighs> those are some fire combos. I love those. Yeah. yeah, those are great. Do you have a guess? Guys, I, I defer to you. I don't think about <laughs> this kind of stuff. I just I think about ball. Uh, let's talk ball then. Uh, we watched, RK and I at least, watched the Oregon-Texas uh, Tech game last night. Yeah. Uh, you kind of watched a bit over my shoulder as I was rewatching today. Yep. And just, I don't know, what, what side of the ball do you want to start on? Oregon's offense or defense? Can I start with a major takeaway? Sure. I went through this game just watching it so intently thinking about matchups and all this that and the other thing but when i stopped watching i came away with one major major takeaway great take i believe one i believe two 21 points is a crazy spread it's wild is a crazy spread who like football games are decided by bounces and breaks and i always talk about you know predicting who's gonna win Mm-hmm. incredibly confidently before the game from our seat is kind of a, uh, a funny exercise. I do believe that they can win this game, but I am a hundred percent sure that 21 is, a, I shouldn't say a hundred. I'm very, very confident that 21 is an insane spread. Yep. I agree. It was only 14 before or after the Nebraska game, the CSU game happened and they added another seven. That is a massive overreaction. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, how many times are you a 21-point dog when you feel pretty confident about your quarterback advantage? And you don't want to listen to us. That's fine. Don't listen to us. But, like, just nationally, go look at draft pundits. Go look at award selections. Go look at anything or anyone who knows ball or tracks this stuff or follows it. Shadour Sanders' track record uh, and consistency at the position I think his head and shoulders above Bo Nix. Absolutely. I mean, my big takeaway from watching it is there's, it just reminds me so much of the build up to TCU. Yeah. They have an advantage of quarterback. The line is around the same three touchdowns. They're going to be, no one gives, is giving them a chance in this game. Mm-mm. It's the same thing. Everyone's talking about, oh, Oregon's going to blow them out this week. They're getting these players back that people don't know about. Alton McCaskill, uh, these defensive backs. I don't know, man. I think that uh, they have some opportunities. Oregon's going to play man coverage against these receivers. It's, I don't know. They've got a chance for sure. Yeah, that was my big takeaway is they have a massive chance. My second big takeaway, and I bet Oregon fans are going to get a hold of this and be so upset over it. (laughs) Bo Nix is not a real Heisman candidate. No, absolutely not. He is, let me just be very clear here. He is very good. He is a very good college quarterback. Yeah, it's good. He is not like that, though. No. Not at all. It's just a very good Nike marketing campaign to get his name in the mix, in my opinion. I mean, you look at the offense, it's kind of predominantly... The engine is the run game, I feel like. Everything kind of plays off the run game. Yes. The other takeaway I had, Bucky Irving is that guy. (laughs) He might be the actual Heisman candidate on that team. That dude is nasty. Yeah, he's sick. And then is it Troy or Troy Corey? Franklin? Yeah, I mean Franklin's a Franklin's a dude, man. That's a guy who can really stretch you vertically, yep, legitimate deep. Throw. Um, and not having Travis in these matchups is a killer. I know, absolute killer. Um, where Bo Nix does impact them very positively is how dual threat he is. Yeah, how much they work off of his threat as a runner in that RPO game, 
And there is a decisiveness to how he plays. There is a, like, he can squeeze that ball. He can get it out on time. He's gotten a lot better about that. He can still make some questionable decisions. And, yeah, as, he's not that guy as far as just operating from the pocket and carving you up. You oh, know? yeah. Just look on a play-by-play -play basis. Like, there's slants that are, like, down low. Like, Shador's yeah, yeah, slants yeah. are always, like... In, right in the square of the yes. chest, like leading the receiver, like made to make plays after the catch. These receivers are kind of bailing out Bo Nix at times. They get pass interference calls down the field that help them out, uh, just against Texas Tech, of course. But. And, and, and Nix is, to me, he's almost like your classic college quarterback. Uh, and, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, like, he makes really big plays with his feet. He's super tough. Um, he's not, you know, he's not afraid of getting hit. All of mm -hmm. those things, like he's not like this, but like in a Tebow way, he's also inaccurate. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like not, so it's like he can, he's one of those guys who's awesome in college. And I don't think will be that like that good in the pros. Oh. He's also that guy who on third and 14 will scramble for his life and might throw, yes, the, yes. Might throw the insane interception across his body. He might like, bail you out with like a moonshot that lands and it's like exactly. oh my god bonex bailed us out wow yeah you know i mean he's he's the, just that dude to the, a t the term you, you use this term last night and it gets overused but like system quarterback yep feels very appropriate to me here like he's doing a lot of stuff that's just like swing it out to the flat to a really great playmaker who makes a great move and you know gets you 13 yards yeah and it's like big time there if there's nothing there downfield he'll just take off yeah, um, I, I I get maybe this isn't the way you wanted to structure it, but can I can I just no keep go rolling for it? Yeah, keep going. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Uh, big game coming for Dylan Edwards in mm, the receiving game. I love that. Um, we're right back to TCU style defense now. I assume that Oregon is smart enough to look at what Shador did to TCU, and then look at what happened against Nebraska and Colorado State, where it was it just wasn't as loud. Mm -hmm. um, and say, okay, maybe we have to play a little more zone. But they played a ton of man mm -hmm. against Texas Tech and in all three of their games, obviously, because they have massive talent. Um, of course. Just, you know, uh, whatever the word I'm Disparity. looking for. Disparity in the other two games. But they played a ton of man. And then the reason why I say a big game for Dylan, ton of big, big blitzes on third downs. Yes. <clears throat> so from like corners and safeties yeah, too. they're just sending the house on third yeah. downs yeah. so you know what you can do is just instead of asking dylan to block which obviously isn't his strong suit just flank him out and shador will take one step back flick it over you know three guys coming off the left side dylan in dylan in dylan's hands in open space and we know what happens when that happens yeah i think this could be a great game for the screen game at, uh, for cu to get yes. back on track as well yeah. Um, I mean, it sucks to not have Travis for those, but Zay's shown the ability to be explosive in those. Jimmy has. And, of course, Dylan, like you said, I think Alton's going to play a massive role in this game. Uh, I know we have a question, I think, that Alyssa starred. I think they're going to give him 15, 20 at least carries. I think they're really going to try and get him going and try to establish a running game this weekend. Who? Alton. 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 That would be awesome. I would have to assume he's going to be on a pitch count, though. Is he, though? I don't know. Usually a guy in his first game back is going to be. That's the same. I, I feel like he's been good for weeks, though. He's just been kind of held out for this game. That's fair. Yeah, and I mean, they got to get downhill with him. You got to get downhill with the running game and then play off of that and take your shots deep. I think, I mean, Texas Tech could run on him. Mm -hmm. the, the quarterback ran all over him, yeah. and 
I think their back got six carries for 66 yards, you know? Yep. like So that's going to be there. I don't know that they're that stout on defense, you know? I was largely unimpressed by them defensively. And the back seven just doesn't have the playmakers we've seen. CU has a more talented secondary. Right, right. Even without Travis. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, they're going to play man coverage. I think Shador is going to have his opportunities to be back in four or five wide, find his matchups, and make some huge plays off of them. Yeah. We know Shador throws a beautiful deep ball. He's very accurate. He's going to have plenty of chances to create even more explosive plays yeah um jimmy i think has an opportunity like i would I, jimmy I, has to yeah i would love to see them kind of try to isolate him and get him yeah. some matchups because yeah, yeah, yeah. again if they're gonna want to blitz you know take a page from csu's book get jimmy going on a, on a shallow cross mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. get him a step on someone when they're bringing when they're bringing heat and everyone else has their backs to it you've got one guy chasing him across the middle you know shador's gonna make the right play right read Get in Jimmy's hands, let him run. Well, and I think you just need to you need to put a lot of defenders guarding that little alley there, that seam, in in having to make tough decisions and overload that with Jimmy in the slot, with <coughs> Edwards in the slot, with Michael Harrison flexed out, and now it's decision time. Yep. You know, pick your poison and then I mean, we got to talk about CU's offensive line. Oregon got four sacks on Texas Tech. Shuck was kind of running around. He's mobile too. Um, I think they should probably take some chances and have Shador run the read option. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up because I watched that game and I just kept going, it would just be too reckless for CU to do this. Because you think so? They ran the ball 23 times with Tyler Shuck and he was gashing them. Yeah. They ran like T lead just over and over again. Fake it to the running back. He hits the hole, it blocks a guy, and Shuck's converting the first down. They just kept doing it. Oregon had no answer for it, and I was like, see, you could do this. And it would just be so unbelievably it's reckless if they did. Beating. It would I just mean, be so unbelievably reckless. Not like power QB run, but like give him an option on the edge with on a read option. Like Shador's smart. He can slide down and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with doing that around the end zone. Fair. And I think it's where a deeper running back rotation and more a bigger, more downhill back like McCaskill will help. Right. Better, you know? Yeah. And then I started thinking like, and even this feels silly to take Shador off the field, but I was like, could you run like some wildcat with Alton to to recreate some of that stuff that, yeah. that Texas Tech had so much sure. success with? Or with um, Jimmy or with and, Dylan. You know, they haven't had success running the ball in short yarded situations. So give yourself another number in there. Absolutely. But then it's like, you're really going to take Shador off the field on third and short? I Seems know. silly. I know. I know. That is <laughs> silly. I know. Especially when you haven't proved yet silly, that you can run in, in those short yardage yeah. situations. Yeah. Um, Establishing the run, I think, is a low-key like key to this game. Yeah. Uh, just to go back to the other side of the ball, I think they're going to have to spy Bo Nix in yes. some way. Yes, you have to. You're going to have to. Who's your who? candidate? I. <sighs> Cam? Okay. I can get behind that. I mean, we haven't seen Des Moines too much on the defensive side of the ball, so I would throw him out, but he just hasn't been out there. No, Man, if there were ever a game that it would make sense to play Des Moines, this is the one. That was another one of my takeaways watching last night is half of Oregon's offense was just swinging it out to Bucky Irving yep. into the flat yep. and him outrunning a linebacker to the edge. And it was like, God, Des Moines would be all over this. And conversely, uh, Marvin Ham, while he's... Um, yeah. 
what's the word I'm looking for? Experience? Sound. Yeah. Uh, sound. Fundamentally sound. sound. He does not have the ability to catch Bucky Irving running to the flat. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously they're going to try to get that matchup. It's not like you can just say like Juju, go do it. And right. even Juju's probably not fast enough to go make those plays. So it's like those edges are going to be tested, man. Yeah, like Demoy, I would love to see him play in a role of just like go fly around and make plays on these screens because it is a lot of tunnel screen. It's it's bubble screen. It's swings to the flat. Yep. Um, yep. And a lot of people have been asking what's going on with Demoy. He's played in every game. Yep. Just on special teams. Though. Yep. So I don't I don't know if they just don't trust his run fits or what because that's one of the things that they were so complimentary of Marvin Ham on. Yeah. Um. But Ham's played well though. I mean, he's around the ball, man. Yeah, he is. It's cause he like knows where to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. He knows 100%. where to be, so he just makes the play. He's just not. Yeah, no, he's that he's kind of backer. That that makes, like, yeah. It's easy to undervalue a guy like that. You know? Totally. You yeah. don't realize what they do yeah. until they're not out there. It's like uh, people forget, like Josie Jewell, Broncos right. fans love him now. Everyone used to hate him until he was injured, and everyone saw what happens when he's not out there. Right, exactly. No. Uh, I mean, those flats defending the edges is a key to this game. Edge has got to win. I mean, Jordan Dominic's already up to four and a half tackles for a loss on the season. He's got to make plays in the run game, and he's got to get to Bo Nix. Same with Taj, same with Derek McClendon. And it's a game where that front is going to be so concerned with stopping the run that you're not going to get the pressure you're expecting maybe on a down-in, down-out distance. But when you do have those plays where it's like, we're not concerned about the run threat, we can just pin our ears back. Got to make those count. Yep. Yep. Got to get pressure. You got to hit the quarterback and make you feel you. And you got you to gotta generate turnovers. You got to, oh, yeah. plain and simple, the times you can get after them, make it count. Yep. And just to be clear on Bo Nix, he is far and away the best quarterback CU has faced this year. No doubt. Uh, For sure. He'll probably be the second best quarterback they face all year. Kale. Depends if Cam's back. Cam rising. Yeah. Is he, the, is he playing? Either either Cam could be in the mix to surplant him. Cam Ward's uh, balling. Cam Ward. Oh, I forgot about Cam, Cam Ward. Rising. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's in, you know, Dante sure. Moore in three years might be significantly better. Dante, right? Yeah. It's and so then, funny. You know. All of my takes on Pac 12 players is just based on how we interacted with them at Media Day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Cam Ward. I, I usually don't even root for Pac 12 teams. Uh, in the non-conference, but I was like rooting for Cam Ward because yeah. he was so cool to us. He's playing good too. Yeah, he really is. Um, he plays well. He plays well. He so, anyways, like, but it is good. Bo Nix is going to create incredible challenges for this defense. Um, and yeah, he it's is. different than going up against like a Jeff Sims in terms of his legs, because Jeff Sims, all you're really worried about is his legs. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's going to happen with Nix is you're there's going to be a play where you're so focused on the pass. And you cover up everything, and then he goes and makes a play with his feet. And so it's different for the edge rushers because they can't pin their ears back. And, you know, you have to kind of contain him a little bit. So it's this is a whole new challenge. No. It's just a far better rushing attack as a whole with the backs, with that O-line, with Bo Nix directing <laughs> it than what Nebraska was bringing to the table. Anything else on this game? Um, Dylan, I talked about Jimmy. I'm just excited. I, I really hope that Oregon wants to play man. And that's what they've done in every other game, so I'm very confident that they're going to at least try it. Um, it's just more fun to watch watch yeah. <laughs> Shador work against man. Yep. Um, and you're going to get to see the play the CU playmakers go make plays again, which really 
credit to Nebraska and CSU, they just their almost entire game plan was like, don't just get beat by these playmakers in space. Mm-hmm. Just keep everything in front of you. We get this big shell out there so that they have to, you know, make moves and then you gang tackle to them. Um, you whereas, can kind of do that against Oregon, though. Well, what I'm saying is the opposite is true, I think, of Oregon, where it's just like you're going to get a chance to get these guys in space with other guys having their backs turned because they're going to play man. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That how far they go into man coverage is like one of the key matchups here. I mean, it is clearly their identity. Yeah. So they no would doubt. have to go away no from doubt. that if they want to go to the CSU slash Nebraska game plan. Well, yeah. That's Dan Lanning all the way back to Georgia and Kirby Smart and how they like to play. I mean, I, mean, I, w- I turned on that game. Philosophical the, deal. The first defensive play, single high press man. And I was yep. just like, oh, let's go. Yeah, for sure. Man, it'd be different if Travis is out there. I know. I know. Uh, it's a completely different conundrums for sure. Shut and up. you'd shut down Franklin. You know, when we yeah. talked about the CSU game moving the spread. It probably has a lot to do with Travis, too. True. That might be like a three-point injury. That surely does. At least. Uh, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. It's football season. DraftKings is the best sportsbook to bet on the NFL and college football. Right now, new customers can bet $5.00. And get $200 instantly in bonus bets. The Buffs plus 21 are DraftKings pick of the week. Yeah. The total set at 71. Uh, I don't have it up right now. I can find it, though. I have it up right now. Rhino, is it an overs game? 70 and a half. It's a massive. Where did it just go? God, I hate I think the USC total is going to be like. Oh, it's going to be like 80. Yes. This is, all a per- time. this is a great uh, example of this. So if the total is 70 and a half. And Oregon is 21-point favorites. That means that they are predicting the score to be uh, like 40 to 20. No, sorry. Like 45-25. Right. Yeah. yeah. Take the buffs over. Yeah. What is All that? Right, let's go see what the team I'm, total is. I'm loading it team up props. right here. Bear with me, boys. Mm, team totals. It is 24 and a half for the buffs. Yeah. That's Amber. what I said. 25. There you go. Um, yeah. And also like Oregon 45 and a half. I think I'd take the under. Seems a bit outrageous. crazy. That's outrageous. Yeah. Gave up 42 to uh, TCU. To TCU. They Gave up sure they're did. better teams since then though. Yeah. That's so a lot. TCU might just be a good team. I mean, dude. Take e- the under. Take the under. E- even on, with. On Oregon. CSU, like, they weren't just, like, breaking off, like, massive chunks like TCU was. You know what I mean? It was kind of meticulous down the field with their drives. Yeah. Hmm. This is going to be a fun game. Yeah. Really uh, Football is more fun when you're on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DMVR. Again, new customers can bet just $5 to get oh, yeah. 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the yes. NFL with code DMVR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill. Casino and Resort in Kansas. Yes. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, uh, Louisiana, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Uh, 21 or older, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms 
and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. <laughs> Bring us home, baby. Let's go. And then shout out to us. Consider becoming a DMVR diehard. <laughs> Let's Come go. Come down to the DMVR bar. Uh, it's going to be Mecca, an electric Saturday here at the DMVR bar. We're going to... You guys will be here? Can we tell the people? Yep. Yeah, we already told the yep. people. We'll be here. Live watch along. Maybe some special guests on the watch along. There you go. Crazy. Um, we're not quite the sidelines at Folsom Field uh, <laughs> on a Saturday, but kind of a you know a who's who of uh, yeah. Buff Nation wants to be here on Saturday. Yeah, there, I know for sure there'll Eugene. be one special guest. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All I'm thinking now is like the biggest <laughs> rapper you could pull off. <laughs> and instantly I'm thinking flow bots are coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> your audience won't get that joke. So That's a deep cut for us. I could get, get a 303 in here. That's there right. That's right. Big um, time. Become a DMVR diehard. You'll get discounts at the bar, discounts on mm. merch. You'll get access to the diehard server or uh, Discord server. Sorry. All kinds of good stuff. Exclusive merch, much more. All right, the only thing I really have here, uh, Shador Sanders, his NIL valuation is skyrocketing. $5.1 million on three says now. That is two, at least $2 million more than the next person. I think it's 2.2. It's, it's du over double what Caleb Williams is, uh, I, th I think. But that's... I, okay, so how's that possible? Uh, first of all, these NIL valuation <laughs> things are are kind of silly. Um, it's I don't know, like I, this is a thing that I have uh, experience with now. Like you can get like a ring when you get a ring, you have to get it insured, and then you get it appraised, and like it gets appraised for higher than the actual. I, I don't know how this shit works, <laughs> but it's all based off of followers, um, you know, perceived value, all this stuff. So yeah. the numbers. I guess wh why I bring this up is because like this one account keeps tweeting out like Shador Sanders NIL valuation is $5 million. That's more than like 23 NFL quarterbacks base salary this year. And it's like, well, he's not getting that $5 million because he's not seeking out every possible deal right. that he could get. If Shador wanted to just sell out and get and take money from any angle he could get it from, he could actually probably make way more than $5 million. Right. Um, does that include like tattooing a sponsor on your forehead? <laughs> Remember those boxing matches on ESPN where they'd literally have fake tattoos on guys' backs? No. This again, that, there's a chance this was a, a, fever, a fever dream, dream. when like the, the USC uh, fans did the O for Coach O that one year as an interim. Yeah, I mean, evaluation is just, they're just guessing. But it, I think they're spot on by putting him that much higher above anyone else. Um, his brand and his exposure yes. is so much greater really than not. anyone else like everyone wants to say Caleb Williams this Caleb Williams that like no one cares about Caleb Williams at the level that they care about what Shador is doing I mean everything that Shador says does or participates in is national news yeah. let's not ignore the obvious he's Deion Sanders son of course and he's balling out yes so what's the number that evaluations at 5.1 according to on three so that would be exactly what on the NFL oh, rookie scale. I'm going to love this. <laughs> on the NFL rookie scale, the uh, sixth overall pick would get in year one. Oh, I love it. That's what Paris Johnson is making as a rookie. Crazy. Sixth overall. Yeah, I mean, you could probably make the case that next season, 
if he wanted to, again, you have to go and seek this stuff out or have an agent do it for you. He could make more money at Colorado than he would his rookie season. And then yeah. it's exponentially. But then he can also get those ad deals as a rookie somewhere. Right, right. It's exponentially lower to where the 20th overall pick, Jackson Smith and Jigba, is making $2.6 million. So that's exactly <laughs> half. That's, that's exactly half. Yep. Of what Shador. <clears throat> and I love that Shador. On his evaluation. Has totally leaned into like his brand and his uh, personality. Uh, and himself being like an icon right now. Yeah. Um, everyone is wants to know what he's doing. Everyone's looking at him. So yeah, he's throwing up the watch and doing all this stuff and like ha just having fun with it. Yeah. Um, which is so cool. Like it's totally a page right out of his dad's book uh, of just leaning into the all the eyeballs. Yep. For sure. And it's right out of like the Fab Five's book. Like. Right out of like Muhammad Ali's book. Like it's like any yeah. great disruptors in the sports world do exactly what should we got a question about that in the post game press conference on Saturday. The one yeah. on Sports Center? Uh maybe. I can't um, remember who asked mm -hmm. it, but oh, someone oh, asked about, you know, the UNLV yeah, yeah. teams, the Fab Five and like these like movements in yeah, sports. Georgetown, yeah. Yeah. Like these movements <laughs> for teams. like superstar black athletes, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean uh, I think it was, oh gosh, I'm going to forget who wrote it. Uh, someone wrote an article today just about like the Buffs being the team of black America. Yeah. Like those teams were. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Coach Prime is obviously the catalyst of it all. Um, but Shador and Travis and all these guys are mm -hmm. are part of this thing. And they're now become household names everywhere. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I'm actually really trying to ignore the hate more uh these days because the love is so strong i know i know um and, and it's so easy to get caught up in the hate and like the disgusting things that people are saying in my mentions yep. um but then like you look and fred warner is saying that the entire 49ers team is watching the game and cheering on the buffs like it's their alma mater and yep. it's the super bowl um kyle shanahan is is heaping praise onto coach prime you mentioned it sabin Nick yep. Saban today talking Shaq, about Coach the Prime. the one that you put up. Shaq is giving love to Coach Prime and the Buffs. Like, there's so much love out there that <clears throat> sometimes the hate needs to be exposed and, and sure. talked about. But I've had enough hate recently yeah. that this week I'm just trying to focus on the love. It is For sure. special how many people out there uh, are tuned into this team and love this team. And, you know, these kids deserve it. Travis is saying in the comments that Neely and uh, Coach Reed were talking about the UNLV, UNLV teams in the Fab Five on yep. the last podcast. Oh, man. UNLV teams are another great one. Um, I mean, last thing, you already kind of mentioned it, but Coach Prime gets is getting a lot of praise from some of the best coaches in the country. You mentioned yep. Shaq. But Nick Saban had a great quote. Uh, I think this came out today, actually. said, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Deion Sanders. First, he's a great person. He's done a great job of marketing the program to create a lot of national interest. I see their team playing well on the field. They play with discipline. They do a good job of executing. They've been able to score points, playing decent on defense. All those things to me are indicators he's a really good coach. That's Nick Saban. Yep. Yeah. First off, the way Saban delivered it is for sure more aloof and better than what you just uh, did <laughs> on sure. your read. Um, they have that relationship, and I think it's what we've been seeing and saying, like, they are Alabama-esque in how well coached they are, how disciplined they are, mm -hmm. how, you know, I mean, it just, 
it really checks out. They really, I mean, it's, I, I've seen enough bad football to be like, whoa. Yeah. Well, These know, guys have it together. Did you guys watch any of the 60 Minutes stuff yet for Coach Prime? Uh, just clips Yeah, I watched online. it. He mentioned Nick Saban in that, and he said, I'll tell you this, I love and adore, and I respect every time I do a commercial with Nick Saban. It's a gift, just sitting in his presence and hearing him and throwing something else out there so I can hear his viewpoint on it because he's forgotten more things than I can ever accomplish. Yep, and Tons I don't actually agree with that, but uh, True. Yeah. It, it's, it's high praise yeah. from, from Coach Prime. Uh, it also came after he was asked who's the best coach in college football, and he said, "Give me a mirror so I can look at him," <laughs> uh, which was awesome. And then, of course, he, you know, he said he had to pay his respects to to the other greats, yep. um, or the other great uh, in Nick Saban. Um, I didn't like the uh, so I only had seen comments, so maybe you know I was looking at it through a certain lens, but I I didn't enjoy the uh, line of questioning from the sixty minutes interviewer. The the three the questions to the three guys who uh, survived the three survivors Trevor, uh, Charlie and Ben were kind of pushing the envelope on the transfer thing a bit. <clears throat> and it was yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that interview's insane. Also, why just those three guys? Like, where's Tank when I need him? Oh, Van Wells, like yeah. all these guys, yeah. Michael yeah. Harrison, yeah. <laughs> no, like I think they're they're trying to portray it as like these are the only three that came back, but there are far more yep. and. Most of them bigger contributors than two of the guys they had there. Right. No shade on Charlie or Finneseth. Love both those guys. And the funny thing, and again, I'm just trying to focus on the love. But <laughs> the, the funny thing is, uh, no, like the 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 message within the team and Coach Prime's message to them all the time is so strong that like no one breaks, you know, from from. Like you're not gonna be able to trap them into saying the wrong thing, right? Um, because everyone like believes all the stuff that they're saying. Yep. They try to get Trevor today. Yeah, I loved uh, Ben Finneseth telling us what his dad said. Do you want to swim with the sharks or do you want to swim with the fishes? Great quote. Badass, Mister Finneseth. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, shout out to Illegal Pete's. This show is presented by Illegal Pete's. We love Illegal Pete's. I had it today. Uh, check you out do. their new, and you may have to help me with this one, Dre, the queso pen. The queso pen, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> the queso pen. What a world we live <laughs> in. To this shit. Illegal Pete's has partnered with, what's it say on there? Uh, Open, I believe. Yes, Open. Open uh, one of Colorado's premier uh, THC vape pens for you about to tell me you can now vaporize queso yeah. yeah and not just any vaporized queso vaporized queso with thc in it because it's a beautiful time to be alive uh we actually have some upstairs doesn't sound as crazy as it is i think it's more a the cheese weed strand that is what it's flavored as so it's just like and we had queso upstairs like what a perfect pairing you know like it's just great i I think I'm more interested in um, uh, THC infused queso than queso infused <laughs> THC. Well, it says here mm, they, the original call. plan was to create an infused uh, queso edible. There's still some science to figure out. Speaking though. of edibles, did you hear uh, <laughs> Mad Dog on first take it. today? No. Oh my god, it was hilarious. So first of all, he's been a hater. Oh, I know. Like he was like a very outspoken hater. Well, he's turned around entirely. Oh, um, of course. <laughs> Oh. I know I'm I'm always torn between keep that same energy and like told you so welcome yep. to the bandwagon. Yeah. Um, but he said uh, on Saturday he's going to make his first cocktail at noon um, 
Eastern time. Okay. Then he's going to cut a gummy in half, uh, take the gummy, uh, have about three more cocktails before the game, then call his bookie and put $10,000 on Buff's money line. Let's go. <laughs> Whoa. I never thought I would hear <laughs> Mad Dog talking like that. I only ever see him in clips. That was on um, ESPN? That was on ESPN on first take this morning. And uh, Marcus <laughs> Spears, is, that's his name, right? Um, yeah. Is losing his mind during this. Like, uh, Varsal Colorado screenshotted all of his different faces that he's making. <laughs> and at one point, he looks right into the camera and goes, where am I right now? <laughs> That's insane. That sounds like the kind of rant I'd go on. Frankly. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great rant. That's amazing. Um, shout out to Mad Dog, I guess. Uh, it was, shout it out was, to Legal Pete's, too. Yes, indeed. He, indeed. Was, he was really leaning into like the other side of Boulder. Like that sounds right. like right. that sounds like what my dad's gonna do for the game. Right, ha- <laughs> sounds like a great way to enjoy this Buffs Oregon. Uh, yeah, Happy National Queso Day to you all. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I had some today. I part. I did my uh, my <laughs> American duty. What? A lot going of people talk pizza. about going it. to illegal pizza and had a case of steak burrito. Nice. You live it the way you live it, Jake, and I'm, we all appreciate and love you for that. Burritos make the world go round. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah they great do. take. They do. Great take. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Shady Rays. Take on the Soma gear built to last. Yes. Piss off CSU fans. Block out the haters. All that good stuff. Shady Rays has you covered. Durable frames. Extremely clear polarized optics. Head on over to the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com. Um, every pair backed by the Lost and Broken Replacement Program. Uh, go to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. Woody said he's going to Pete's tonight, too. Legend, Woody. A group of us are going pre-pids. Ah. What? Before one gets <laughs> before one gets pitted tonight, they're going to Pete's. Oh. The Colorado Pete, Rapids. Pete's and Pits. Pids. Yeah, Pete's and Pids. Yep. Love it. You should have marketed it that way. God damn it. Why um, weren't you in that meeting? Good, l- good luck to the Rapids. We have too many yeah. good teams in Colorado for we do. me to worry about the Rapids. And then our troubled R teams, as I call them. Ah, yes. The Rockies. <laughs> Which the Saturday Rapids. night when it was like, shit, the Rockies won two today. The Rapids won the first one the in a long while. I was like, oh, no. boy. Rams might do this. Uh, we they came out on not. the right side, though. They did not. People like Dime Time, by the way, Ryan. Uh, dime Time is happening, bro. It is. What's Dime Time? That's my nickname for Shador. Oh, that's good. That is good. Dime Time. All right, chat. What's up? Shout out to you, Owens. And it's great because, like, I was telling this to Jake in the car yesterday. Not only does it rhyme with Prime Time. Sure does. Not only is it perfect for who he is. Shador and the Dime I also came up with it before he started showing the watch. And it's like, that is a time of the game when he's about to take over at the end. It's Dime Time. Yep. No one can deny this. Throw up the watch. Why? Because it's dime time. Yeah, that's pretty good. I can actually see the shirt with like a fist and it says dime time in the watch. I mean, (laughs) it writes itself. It really does. All right. Uh, Bernard, my guy, thank you for the super chat, man. Good to see you on Saturday. Bless up, Bernard. We'll see you soon. Fun fact, um, people think my face looks like that of a Bernard. <laughs> I the, think I was the one who said that. The elf from Elf. Uh, <laughs> the Wear Ferrell movie. So, no, isn't that from um, the Santa Claus? 
It is. The Santa Claus it is. That is Bernard, the head elf. Yes, you're so right, Ryan. Good job. Bernard's my guy. Good Just recall. look at Dre and tell me you, would, you wouldn't recall. be surprised yeah, if his yeah, name was right. Bernard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you hatless, too. I think you'll, oh, wait. you'll see it a little I've got more. Did people see that hat forwards today? Here, let's show it to him forwards. Oh, oh, I mean, this is the true, like, Coach Prime hat. Yep. I've got one more thing. Uh, this came out 44 minutes ago. 247 Sports composite four-star cornerback Isaiah Rubin has put the buffs in a top four with USC, Oregon, and Utah. Let's go, baby. The Boy. old Pac-12. That's a Western man yeah. right there. Huh? Is, where is he based off? Los Alamitos, California. Yeah, that makes sense. From Los Alamitos High School, 6'1", 170. Um, he's a 247 Sports composite three-star because on three has him rated as a three-star. But he's a four-star on 247 Sports. Um, he's from Nevada, actually, before transferring to Southern Cal. Plays both ways. Hell yeah. Let's go. Is this a Pac-12 South lifer? I guess Oregon was in that yeah. mix. Mm. Uh, this is the count, right? Yes. What's up, the count? Uh, is Carter going to play? I do not know. I don't know. <coughs> Toradol's a hell of a drug. <laughs> wow. Uh, Terrell. Any updates on when Slusher will return? I again, I do not. I'm sorry. It's you guys got to understand this, and I know a lot of you are longtime college football fans, so you already know this. But college football has no regulations on reporting on injuries. Yes. So no. if this is the NFL, nah, which a lot of people are more used to, you have to give out a injury report every yeah. day during the week. Right. Um, and I think this is coming to college football eventually because it affects uh, gambling. Gambling so much. And everyone's in bed with the gambling companies. And we're paying the players. Like, at this point, we right. we literally yeah. have earned the right to do this. We're not technically paying the players from the <laughs> NCAA standpoint. Players are making I'm money. sure you've but literally donated to, to the NIL, and you are, yeah. your money is actually going straight to the players. It's possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing is, it doesn't matter what about getting them paid. It's just it, it makes it a lot easier for everyone to, like, talk about the game and yeah. everything if yeah. we get injury yeah. reports. But to this point, there are no injury reports. So Colorado has so no – Coach Prime, Colorado have no responsibility to tell us anything about the injuries. Uh, anything they do tell us is them just doing us a favor. Well, that's why injury reports I think would be helpful because now we don't have to ask about injuries mm, every time point. we meet with coaches. Great point. Uh, what's next? I well, don't know if McChesney's going to Oregon either. And, and for right now, like, we get Coach Prime – on Tuesday, mm -hmm. and then one assistant on Wednesday, yep. and that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. So like today, you're not going to ask Charles Kelly about Van Wells. I know exactly. You know, right. Right. Uh, so it's like Makes no you sense. get one question to Coach Prime on Tuesday. Are you going to use it on injuries? Well, and it's like the people I would ask don't have to tell me the truth anyway. No matter yeah. if a player's hurt or so. Yep. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, does Omari Miller hit the field this game? Man, I hope so. I want to see him so bad. Well, someone new is going to factor into the wide receiver rotation this yeah. week. Um, it could just be Javon Antonio. Sure. And if he's healthy, that would make the most sense. If yeah. not, then yeah, maybe one of the freshmen gets a look. Uh, him or Hopkins. Yep. Uh, Richie Durant, question for you guys with Travis being out. Do you think we will see some of the freshmen up? Uh, we just talked about that. Good question, though. Yeah, great question. Thank you. Uh, Eric, what's up? Let's get to 600 likes. Uh, we did this one yesterday. Might as well do it again. Your reaction, Dre, if Shador gets drafted to the Denver Broncos. 
probably a happy tear. If he gets <laughs> shed, I mean, that would be dreamy. Like, <laughs> he's just so prototypical a quarterback prospect. His processing, his awareness, his IQ, on top of just his accuracy, like, accuracy really comes down to like ball placement and anticipation. His is yeah. beyond good for a guy who's only three games into his like D one power five career. Uh, not D one. No, I mean, just power five. Power five, yeah. Well, FBS. FBS. Yes, that's yes. D one. No, but so the is old FCS. FCS is, FCS also is the D1. old D one double A. Yes. So D one with still, no double A's, Ryan. You don't want to fight this battle. <laughs> it's Division One. Fine. It is Division One. Fine. Um, I mean, it's just like beyond incredible. I've struggled to find comparisons for this. He's so and good. And I've tried week after week. <clears throat> it. Okay, I want to talk about Shador really quick um, <laughs> because we didn't talk about the Brady thing. First of all, nasty work by Sports Center putting out that graphic of what Brady said, like in jest, um, laughing with Shador. Did you see this? No. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I don't uh, often do this, but I'll How give terrible. you a full picture instead this of just sounds how bad. I remember He's it. describing a bad thing, right? It, okay, so. They stretch uh, the truth. No, no, well, let's just oh. let Dre uh, interpret this surprise. from the way that they okay. put it out. All right. This is what SportsCenter put out on a quote graphic. Yeah. From Tom Brady. He needs to get his ass in the film room and spend as much time there as, as possible and less time in the car. Tom Brady on Shador Sanders owning a Rolls Royce. That's the quote graphic. Huh. Okay. How do you interpret that? I mean, by just reading that dry AF, I would think he's taking a shot. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, I'll just let you watch the clip. This isn't great podcasting, but I want to get his That's reaction. It's not great podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's unjust. Yeah, and, and that's terrible. The best part is Shador goes on to say, "I, I know you have one, Tom." <laughs> uh, and I really think that Shador looks up to Tom, um, at like the top level. Like, of course, there's a lot of going to be a lot of quarterbacks who say that Tom Brady is a role model for them, and they look oh, up to him. Oh, he's straight up his mentor. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Obviously, Shador is lucky enough to work directly with Tom, but like, even the fact that he's walking onto the field before a 98-yard drive and he's thinking, "Time to go Brady mode." Like, he wants, he thinks like Tom. He wants to think like Tom Brady. He wants to act like Tom Brady. He wants to prepare like Tom Brady. He wants to drive the same car as Tom Brady. Um, he plays like Tom Brady. Like that is going to be one of the biggest things. Yeah, he does. Uh, that people are going to have to understand when they're like making pro comps for him. Cause you know that people are going to say like, well, is he more of like a Justin Fields or like Michael Vick or Jacoby Brissett? And it's like, no man, he's like Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. Joe Burrow's the comp I use. Yeah. There 100%. you go. Joe Burrow's comp would kind of be Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Burrow's a good comp. Um, yeah. He's just crazy good, man. There's a, so there's good. very little to say. He's so good. I so, say yeah, that at I'd least be pretty like ecstatic. Fifteen times a day on Saturday, just watching plays. Just he's so good. He's so good. I know. Right. Eyes always down the field. So to continue that experience as a Broncos fan would be really pretty. It'd be cool. incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, people want to know uh, where you got that, Ryan. 
SS2.com, I believe. Let me double check that just to make sure that that's correct. Um, SS2legendary.com. Glad go. I corrected it. Um, he actually just dropped new stuff in here. And I was like, man, I just got my delivery today. We had to uh, <laughs> drop new stuff. But there's some cool stuff. He has a uh, uh, one that's just a giant picture of him throwing up the watch. Uh, one of now him in the helmet. Uh, just like a giant graphic of him in the helmet on there. Um, also on the back of this shirt, it says legendary. So there's some great stuff in here. Definitely Luis says we got to shout out Daryl, Daryl Colbert Jr., his great actual point. quarterback coach. Great and point. Great point, yeah. yeah. And really someone good. that Coach Prime trusts enough to like allow him to be in the facility, yep. uh, to be on the sidelines during the game. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> That's a high, high praise. Yep, big time. I bet you his business is about to boom. Oh yeah, he's 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 got Cam Ward too. No, oh, yeah, he's got some guys he's on got his a roster. roster. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Jay's asking, "Hey Dre, did you see your in-game reaction made the ESPN highlight reel?" I did not. I'm not sure what in-game what reaction I, don't know. I, I don't would know even this, have. I, thought, I was hoping um, you guys knew. Jay on what the ESPN Chan TikTok Instagram? What are we about? <laughs> Tell us, you know, let us know because uh, this has not come across my. Uh, I'm gonna be so happy when it's my just desk. Some random guy who looks like his name's Bernard and he thought it was you. That'd be great. I'll take it. Uh, Jasmine, you think Coach Lewis is saving any trick plays for this week? We have not seen any trick plays yet. There was a reverse to Travis in week one, which really doesn't even count. Well, they as tried a, to do that on a fourth down with Jimmy against Nebraska too on a yeah. reverse. Or an end that around, was a jet I guess. Sweep, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Against they did man, like a, you might be more inclined to do some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, I bet you they have something. I bet you they have something dialed up. Yep. Um, I think there was probably a Travis Hunter throw somewhere in there, right. um, just because we saw the way he could throw the ball. Uh, so that's unfortunate that that won't be uh, an option this week. But I bet you they got something up their sleeves. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's designed to get Dylan Edwards the ball in space. Uh, Nicholas is asking, what are some creative ways Sean Lewis can give Shador additional protection? I think Alton can help. Uh, getting the screen game going again, just getting the run game going. Um, they just got to be better. Getting Van back would have helped to have Tyler Brown. Like, I don't know. That's about it. Yep. Yeah. Use the tight end to block once in a while. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean, they've gone, they've done some creative stuff, like the one that you pointed out, which one of you guys should have tweeted that. What? But the pulling tackle. That was him. In, yeah, I know. Uh, interior. Serve you guys gems. Block on the, on the 335 blitz. Yeah, so altering uh, running lanes and gap assignments is a great way that Sean Lewis is, does that with pulling guards, even in pass pro or pulling tackles. Um, that's definitely, and then I, I mean, I think max protection when you take a yeah. few deep shots, isn't the worst way to go either. One, well, uh, another guy we haven't talked about a lot, Caleb Farrier. Yeah. He'll be coming back at some point. That's he was a, in, he played was last he? week. There you go. Yep. So get him some more work. He's a bigger tight end. So yeah, he didn't, um, there's your, I don't think he played likes. on offense, but he did play on special teams. Okay. <clears throat> and boy, you're really grinding that special I know. teams tape. Jeez. <laughs> Dude, I've never been more interested in personnel. Yeah, I'm sure. Who's on the field in this team? Because you know, we know every player on the team, where they came from, what they do well. Like yeah. we spent the whole offseason going through the whole, the whole roster. So, but whenever they run out there, I'm like, oh shit, Fourier's back, or Demoy Kennedy's on right. in, in on special teams. Cormani's trying to block a field goal, like whatever it is. 
Um, but I don't know if we've given Michael Harrison enough love on this. Oh, bro. <laughs> seven for seven on targets and receptions last week, as clutch as it gets. Yep. It's incredible. His hands were unbelievable. Two diving catches. Um, you know, oh, yeah. it's a routine catch, but there's so much pressure on that two point conversion in the end zone. Like, makes the touchdown that above his head. Yeah. Or was it the it was the first two point conversion? It was like a contested catch in the end zone. No, basically. that was a touchdown. Oh, was it the touchdown? Okay. Yep. yep. They're like scheming also, stuff up for him too. There's just so yeah. many little moments. Shador's throw to Zay Weaver for the last two point conversion. He was under so much pressure. He almost like hook shotted it. Yeah. Because he's just trying to get away and he yep. knows Zay's wide open. He's yep. just like, I have to flip this yep. thing over there. Yep. That was incredible. Yeah, too. Amazing throw. He reads that pre snap pressure so well. He's great, man. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about Sap coming back to coach the D line next year? So, first of all, would be awesome. Yes. Right? Adding Warren Sap to the coaching staff in any capacity would be incredible. Um, we should actually go pull the clip of Shane Cokes talking about this um, just because the way that he revered from media day. No, from the pregame show, the DNVR pregame show. Oh, pre -Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like lighting up talking about the fact that he got to talk to Warren Sapp. So just think about that from a recruiting standpoint. Obviously, we're talking about a legend here who, um, you know, was one of the best ever at the position. Um, so let's just get that out of the way. The other part of this is like, let's just wait till it's actually official. Yeah. <laughs> before we you know freak out about it, I bet that he is involved in some capacity. Right. Um, next season, we just have to see what it's actually going to be. Like, I don't think they're going to fire Sal, so that creates an interesting yeah. you know um, situation. Like, I bet you he's here, but let's just see how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, we had the situation of Mike Zimmer and Willie yeah, Taggart yeah, yeah. like last off season, so I'm not going to get too far ahead of potential coaching additions. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a few more. Connor's asking, uh, are we going to address how bad the Big 12 is and how good the Pac-12 <clears throat> is? I mean, I, it's tough to say at this point, though. I mean, we yeah, know that I've never seen more people with more certainty on what the college football landscape is three weeks in. Yeah. Like, it's college football. We know absolutely nothing. Let's, you know, let's see after the bowl matchups and everything how everyone stacks up. Because right now the Pac-12 looks loaded. In two weeks when all those teams have played mm. each other at least once, the, the Pac people are going to start feeling differently about the it. The Pac-12 is loaded. Pac-12 is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. There are quarterbacks. There are good it's coaches. It's the best conference in football And good this year. programs all over. There's not one cupcake outside of Stanford. It's it's the best conference in football this mm -hmm. year. I mean, the Big the, 12. The SEC went 5-7 and seven, uh, in Power 5 on Power 5. And they lost to Non-conference games. Yeah. The SEC is not great this year. Um, someone made a video that was like ranking the top five uh wins of the non-conference schedule for the sec and it was like it was literally the only five um <laughs> it was pretty funny uh yeah i mean the big 10 ever like all the national powers are looking a little down this year it's set up to be that kind of year it's it, a glorious thing the opportunity is out there for someone who hasn't been a part of this college football playoff era to make some noise this year. I mean, thousand percent. Texas is the number three team in the country. They have one of the best wins in college football right now. TCU is actually leading the conference because they're the only ones who have played a conference game. They beat Houston last week. Blew yep. them out. Yep. 
UCF's look pretty uh, like, damn good forget, to me. Uh, you know, don't forget, TCU has it's two and one. Yep, they've blown out both of their other opponents. On well, Texas Tech, if it wasn't for that pick six right at the end of the game that Oregon had, they are within a field goal of beating uh, Oregon. Yeah, that was the other crazy thing. Like, you know, away. scores can sometimes be deceiving. Yeah, for so sure. So I was excited to see how that game played out. Texas Tech should have won the game. Yes. They also had that interception where they never showed the angle. The interception yeah. in the end zone, they were like, the ball what touched the, the ground. I'm like, not based on any of the angles we <laughs> right. saw. Right. Also, um, K State lost a really close one to Missouri at Mizzou last yeah. week. Like uh, that was a 15th yard team. field goal yeah. for the win walk off. Yeah, that was yeah, wild. I mean, that's like a 15th ranked team that's now unranked for that loss to Mizzou. Like I don't know. We'll see. K State will be back. They're not that bad. Kansas played really well and beat Jayden Illinois. Daniels. You know, like Oof. yeah, not good. Yeah. Oh, he is sick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only that's saw great. the Florida State that's game. Great. So he's great. no, no, the Kansas quarterback. Oh. Is, is are they have the Jay, same name? Jalen. Okay, yeah, Jalen. Jaden is, is LSU. LSU. Yeah. So Jalen, Jalen, Jalen at Kansas. Okay, yeah, my yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. No, and that's the thing, man. That that's what makes college football beautiful is the, the ebbs and flows of it. And I think these big money leagues like the SEC can get lazy. Yep. And sometimes it's just throwing a bag at a problem instead of investing in sound ideas. And that's where the Pac-12 is really coming through this year. Yes. It's going to be crazy that Pac-12 goes out like this. It's wild. Yeah. No, it's insane. And people didn't acknowledge when the league was like this in like 2016, when every team but Arizona was ranked in the Pac-12 South. Yeah. And the bus won that year, the, the division. They sure did. FYI. I, and Washington was in the playoffs. I can't believe that the, the powers that be at the Pac-12 weren't able to turn the prime wave into a decent TV deal. What Everyone, and like, it, it's easy to say now they didn't know this, it was going to be like this. There's a reason why Big Noon Kickoff said we'll take Colorado's first two games. Yeah, like they knew the ratings were going to be insane, and they weren't able to say like, we're going to have the biggest draw in college football. You don't want to buy in on this, honestly, dude. It saved the whole conference. It's just the timing of it. All these negotiations come down to timing, and this was. Probably in the last 15 years, the worst year to negotiate a new TV contract in sports media. Yeah. Yeah. We know this about as well as any. Like It was just a tough financial year in sports media. There's a lot of fluctuating parts where like that ad dollar is just going to be repurposed to a digital platform. What We're still going through that transition. And Pac-12 got caught in it. Yep. It's a shame. All right, last one. Uh, do you guys feel like people still don't understand how committed the locker room is to winning, or is it just me? People still don't understand a lot about this team. I was going to say, they never will because they don't want to. Right. Um, I've, I had someone respond, trying to focus on the love, but I'll just point this out. I had someone respond to the Shaq thing, uh, being like, best coach in the country. What position does he coach? What does he coach? Does he even coach? He's just a figurehead. And I'm just like, I responded. I was like, all of this is available on YouTube. Just go look. Yes. Go, go watch a couple yeah. videos and then come yeah. back and tell me how wrong you were. Like, people are still don't understand Coach Prime's coaching. Look at the Jimmy Horn moment. It's such a perfect thing. The moment with Dylan in the first game. Happened with Dylan in the first game after his fumble. And then Dylan goes and scores the game-winning touchdown. Oh, I should turn this into a video. Uh, Jimmy has a big drop on third down. Goes over to Coach Prime. Coach Prime's talking to him. Jimmy literally, like, it's not like Coach Prime goes into the hug. Jimmy goes Jimmy into does. the hug. Yes. Gives Coach Prime a big hug. 
and then goes and scores the game-winning touchdown or the game-tying touchdown. Um, Coach Prime... And then in OT, they gave up a tud. First thing Coach Prime's doing on the sideline is coaching up the kid who, the corner who just gave up that tud mm-hmm. on what technique we're playing, what leverage we had. You, you're you doing this. You should do that. And, you know, pat on the back of the head. Like, come on, let's get him next play. This is what people don't understand is he checks off literally every coaching box. Motivator. Um, like, psychologist. Communicator. Communicator. Tip, 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 uh, I mean, go down the list. Football acumen as good as anyone ever yep. like that's that's the number one thing that people are eventually going to learn some will the other people just don't want to so they won't but that's what's being missed i think in a lot of places right yeah. now it's just this is kind of going to be my shtick this year i've already realized it's so easy to get caught up in narratives and narratives are easy right because it's a narrative and you can just go all in and as we know the world is not like that you know there right. there are shades it's not just one way versus another there you know everything blends and molds and the narrative for coach prime is far too easy and misses so much of the like real hard-working human things that he brings to the table which are what makes him great no one steal my idea of that video <laughs> better gotcha. start recording it and i need to record the bets video so we'll All have right. to split studio space yep uh Good day today. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, we will. I saw someone ask earlier. There is still going to be a pregame show and a postgame show. Neely's just going to be in Oregon. Yep. So we'll have you covered. Neely should be getting great stuff for us. And then, of course, the watch along on Saturday. I'm hyped. I can't wait. Yep. Jay, let us know what ESPN platform you saw me on. Yeah. <laughs> Please. The mystery of all mysteries. <laughs> Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.